Shout out to Clarity for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. I've been battling allergies for years now. Let me tell you, they've been a real ordeal in my life. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available release sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I had the help of a client who said to me once, she's a small business, and she said, Dolores, I love you. Like every time I talk to you, I can see the possibilities. I, I see how to go about things. I get new ideas, but I need to implement. I need to actually take action. I need to. And someone in your team is brilliant at that. Can I switch and not meet with you for a few months and meet more time with her? And that's when I really, I had already started it, but I was like, hey, maybe it's not going to work. That's when I realized I'm on the right track because my, my clients don't need me all the time. They need my framework 100% of the time and they need help implementing that framework. But that doesn't have to be on me all the time because actually sometimes I'm, I'm not helping. I'm not helpful. What's up, guys? Welcome to The Greatness Machine. I'm your host, Darius Mershazny. I'm so pumped to have you here with me. Now, listen, The Greatness Machine is about two things. Number one, people are living their passions. And number two, those who are creating greatness in the world. Doing both of these despite the odds against them. Each episode, we're going to feature interviews of world-class speakers and business leaders showcasing their origin story. What made them tick? What got them to where they are now? So it can help you step into your greatness within your own life, business, and career. Occasionally, you might hear a few solo episodes from myself, moi, as I say, as I leverage my 20 years in entrepreneurship as a CEO to help you grow and level up in your journey to scale your life and your business. So come be a fly on the wall, enjoy the conversation and messages, and I'm stoked to have you guys here. Guys, welcome to The Greatness Machine. I'm your host, Darius Machazde, and boy, do we have a special guest my friend, Dolores Hirschman, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Guys, you don't know this. This is a reunion of sorts. Uh, Dolores and I met. I always like to give a little bit of background. So first of all, for those of you that are new to the show, this is The Greatness Machine. And we're about two things. People who are living their passions and those who are creating greatness in the world. And my friend, Dolores, is both living her passions and creating lots of greatness. So we're going to get a dig right into that. Just a few moments here. But I like to always give a little bit, bit of background. So. Dolores and I met at TED Active, and it's and it must have been fourteen to your point because it was in uh, Whistler. Whistler, and she reminded me before the show that it was at the top of the mountain in like the lodge. They had a party up there. Was that the one where the girls sang at night? It, it was night. Yeah, it was. There was a girl there. I, I can't remember her name. Amanda something, and she was playing the guitar and singing 
singing. Oh, uh, yeah, on, on the soapbox. And she had done a great talk about, she was one of the main TED speakers. She was yeah. talking about the act of receiving and asking. I don't remember what, I don't remember that part. Amanda. But it was a man. She said she's a, a performer, and she sang like Radiohead "Creep" on like a ukulele, and yes. so it was, it was that party, right? Okay. Yes. So it was this really. So for for people who have not been to TED, it's like this really wild Boy. experience <laughs> where it attracts a lot of like my. You know, the whole mantra of TED is ideas worth spreading. So for people that are going to get up from and people flying from all over the world, they come to this location for a few days. And so the type of person that's going to like leave their life to go to this one city for like a few days to like listen to like 30 TED Talks in three days and then socialize in between those 30 TED Talks is a very special kind of person I learned. So we uh, don't sleep. No no sleeping. (laughs) It's like a party where you like learn more than you've ever learned before for for like 72 hours straight. So (laughs) that's where we met. Um, I can't remember... What the context of us meeting, but we did meet at that party, and I was like, "Man, I really like her." And so we have not been in contact since then. That was like seven years ago. And I was like, "Hey, I'm going to have her on my show." And so here we are. Welcome to the show, Dolores. I am so excited. <laughs> so, um, do you mind if I give your uh, real bio, not just our background story? Go ahead. All right, I'm going to read it so I don't mess it up. You guys, uh, Dolores is an internationally recognized strategist and coach. She's been a remote employee and virtual business owner for over 20 years, and she helps clients clarify their idea worth sharing, design their communication strategies, and implement business growth systems. Her clients become speakers, authors, and take their message to the larger audiences like TEDx and beyond, and she works through group coaching, workshops, one-on-one coaching, as well as public speaking. She's a writer, TEDx organizer, and CTI certified and ICF accredited coach with a business degree from Argentina, and she lives in Dartmouth, Mass., with her husband and four children gosh that was a mouthful <laughs> I know, are you still are you still in you're still in massachusetts i'm still in massachusetts uh yeah i'm still in dartmouth mass yeah so i've been to dartmouth uh new hampshire how far yes, is that from dartmouth? Dartmouth. yeah so we are know, three four hours everybody confuses it but it's uh dartmouth mass is a small waterside beautiful town actually that's pretty cool. I'm five I, blocks from the beach. <laughs> so I go I go to Dedham, Massachusetts. Uh, do you know where that is? An hour. Okay. That's where my uh, husband used to live. Okay. I go there once. Well, I'm I'm chairing a, an event there and that's happening in next April. So maybe you gotta come down and hang out with us. Absolutely would love to. No, seriously. Just yeah. put it in your calendar. I am. I am. So I will put it in mine. Well, first of all. I'd love to like talk about like what like all the things you've been up to. I mean, we we saw each other at TED. We were both TEDx curators. That's that's what I think got us there, right? The only way you could go to TED or TED Act. Well, you go to TED if you're just fancy schmancy. But if you but if you're but to go to <laughs> TED Active, fancy <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like the main TED show, they let any they they let any schmuck go to that thing. You just got to be like cool, and you got to be in the cool kids club. But but TED Active, you got to actually have be putting on a TED event. So that's where the real, and by the way, that's where the real action's at. Well, they don't do it anymore. I don't, that, which is such a bummer. Dude, I, I was so bummed when they killed that event. They quit doing it. I cried like literally tears um, because it was my favorite thing to do every year, but you had to be a TEDx uh, organizer. How many, well, so what, so which TEDx event did you do? 
So when we met, I was in limbo and in between. And then in 2014 and 2015, I took over the TEDx New Bedford here in New Bedford, Massachusetts. And yeah. I was leading that TEDx and lead curator or, or curator for that event for three years in a row. It was a big event because we had a room. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we attracted the biggest stage in town and they begged us to host there. Okay. Uh, they actually gave us a, the theater for free. So we had an audience of 1,200 every year. Wow, for three years. that's a huge show. Huge, huge event. They don't do we it did the f- Yeah, we don't do it anymore. It's just I run out of bandwidth. But one of the things, and I'll send this later, I'm very proud of this. We did the first TEDx or TED for that matter with a full stage hologram presentation. Oh my God. I'm going to send you that one. Yeah, it's I want to see insane. that. That's so cool. So, so twelve hundred. So, my TEDx I did was at the De Young Museum in San Francisco, and I think we got up to like two hundred, and that was a pain <laughs> in the ass. That was a lot, a, a lot of work. A lot of work. A lot of work. That's why I stopped. Yeah, I was gonna say it's probably just as much work to do two hundred as twelve hundred, except like you know, like like I, it was a year of work every time. Every time. You know, the only difference and was twelve hundred butts in seats. It's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. The day of is probably more work. Um, but the yeah. lead up, it, it was, a, it was so much work. I was like, why am I doing this? I lasted three, three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I lasted two years. And then my second year I, I had a, a newborn son and I started my company that I just, uh, sold. <laughs> and I was like, I was getting killed. I was like, I can't do this. My, my business partner was like, you can't do that anymore, man. Sorry. Yeah. Same, same here. The third year I was, my husband, um, I became the main breadwinner and four kids under the age of 14 and full-time work on my company. I literally flew in to attend my event because I was in San Diego at Exponential Medicine as a spokesperson for a client of mine and had to fly on time to be on my stage. It was like, this is insane. Has to stop. (laughs) How many people did you have in part of your curation team? Curation team was about, it, it varied year to year, but between three and five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's, and it's all volunteered. So, so it's all volunteer. Uh, have you done any other stuff with Ted since then, or has it been more just like something for fun? Um, not, I mean, I tried the Ted circles to host Ted circles and I had a true intention of doing it, but I ran out of time. And what I did do a few years after that, or maybe it was that year, the last year I remember, but I brought my t- Tween, tween kids at that age, they were like 13 and 14, to TED Youth. And oh, I don't even cool. know that they do that anymore. And that was really cool. I think it was once in a lifetime thing. Oh, my gosh. I w- yeah, I'm like, I want to take my kids to go Brooklyn Museum. We drove into the city because I'm in Massachusetts. The kids still remember it. And they were, because I was an organizer, I put them as volunteers. And they were part of like the TED Youth volunteer. It was an amazing. And they hang out with all the kids from all over the world. It was a full day, one day, but imagine a TED active all crammed into one day for kids. Wow. Wow. Probably with way less alcohol. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) Maybe the parents are drinking. But even Chris went there. Chris was hanging out with the kids and... And uh, what's her name? Cohen, um, uh, one of the curators. Uh, what's her name? You remember with curly hair and dark hair. Yeah, and 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 everyone was there. That, well, yeah, because they're in New York, so it's not as hard for them to get. Yeah, there, exactly. Right? They're like we just dro- we drove from our house, uh, like you, but it <laughs> took us ten minutes. Um, <laughs> so, 
So, so now tell me about, you know, the masters in clarity. I want to hear more about what you're up to now. Yeah. So let me just do a quick story. So I was, I am a coach and I'm a CF coach to work on values and leadership and all that. And when you and I met, I was running my coaching business and the Ted thing at the side. And it was 2015 that I was like, okay, I love my business, but I'm bored. And that's a very dangerous place for me to be because my mom is like, when I say that, she's like, oh no, here we go again. What am I going to do with my life? And she's like, you have four kids. You're good. No, I'm not good. So that's when I asked myself, what would I do for free all day long? And the answer to that question was I took over that TEDx license because the answer to that question is I would hang out with people with huge ideas. And so, you know, Darius, probably for you as well, you know, the TEDx or when we volunteer for something, we sometimes reveal our passion. Sometimes it's you. I'm an active person, so I need to do something to get that feedback to open up or recognize something that I knew it was missing. I just didn't know how to how to solve it. And so that's when the clarity came that what I love to do, one, that I'm really good at helping people clarify their message. And I, I, I always say I'm an organizer of thoughts. You know, you bring me your messy head and I'll put it all in, you know, make a plan out of it. And so that's where I shifted from being a coach under my brand to launching Masters in Clarity, where I believe that we make our clients, we turn our clients into masters of their clarity. And I love, as I was reading your book and talking about framework, you know, we create clarity frameworks. I always always say like it's a sandbox. A sandbox needs a wall so that you can play in it. If If the sandbox didn't have a container, then you would never be able to build a castle. I mean, you would be on the beach and that's a different experience, but it's still contained. And so the framework actually gives you a lot of freedom because with a framework, you can start creating in that so we create clarity frameworks for, you know, communication, for thinking through your business, you know, and, and, and in that, we help our clients turn their ideas for impact into plans that can be executed and follow through. So what, so just to kind of give, give an example of that, is this like someone's coming to you that is like starting a new project and is kind of all over the place and they're trying to, or they're left one, one career and they're moving to another. Like are those the type of clients, ideal clients? What are, what are your ideal clients? Yeah. So my ideal clients are people in what I call, you know, impact stage of business creation or growth. So it's a CEO who now is retiring at 50 or 60 and wants to serve with their knowledge. Or for example, one of my clients, she was a 25-year executive in, in, in public relations. Um, she had worked for NASDAQ. She had done a lot of amazing work and she had her own agency and she had had it for years. Um, and she came to me and she said, well, no, I love what I do. I've, I've been very successful, but there's something missing. There's just, there's just, I want this to really scale and I want to touch more people. So instead of having the agency model, which she still has, we added a component of kind of capturing her methodology and her philosophy and and kind of packaging that so that she could create in her in her space a framework for her unique communications methodology in the public relations space. And so now she actually has licensed that framework to huge corporations. Um, and it's about for her, it's all about 
a communication framework with uh, how to communicate with empathy, uh, honoring your values in your communication and uh, what she calls a feel model. And so, so like what, what I found, and this is just, you know, I know you, you have my book and I appreciate the picture you posted in, in my, the pink unicorn bandana. <laughs> that was, that was just for you. And I'm wearing it. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, so no, seriously, I appreciate you doing that. Um, so, you know, I wrote the book because I was, you know, it's, it's, it's a tool that I used in my business for, for like a long time. I developed the framework over a long time through a lot of trial and error and then, it kind of landed on it, what worked at the end. And then, well, not at the end, but probably halfway through and then really optimized it during that time. And so I exited my business. And during even a year before I exited was when I wrote the book was because I was getting asked by a lot of people like, well, how do you, you know, how do you make core values become a thing in your business? And they were telling me that they were having issues with it. But what's funny is since exiting my business and now trying to take the, you know, doing some work, I do a lot of work with companies most people, what I found for the most part, it's not all, totally true, but partially true. Most of them still don't get it, right? They get it once they're deep in it. Like they, they want, everyone wants good results, right? But if you come to them and say, yeah, you want to get good results in your business, you need to have more empathy and have more values. Like most CEOs, some, I will wholeheartedly say, oh, that sounds great. Let's do it. But I think that's like one in 10. I think nine in 10 are like, or even one in 20. I think 19 out of 20 or nine out of 10 are like, yeah, I just want to grow my business and have less problems. Right. And you're like, but yeah, but you need to have empathy and values if you want to have less problems because you need people to treat each other like human beings from a shared place of value. Whatever. Just, just I just don't want problems in my business. So how do you kind of cross that chasm? Because I've found there, that seems to be a disconnect that I'm even I'm looking at today and people hire me a lot, but the, they think the value stuff is cool, but that's not why they hire me. They hire me because I built a $200 million company, a big company. Right. So they're like, Oh, whatever you did, we want to do that. You know, how do you, how do you, uh, how do you recognize Yeah. That? And I see that a lot. And I, I mean, I'm a marketer. That's okay. So why they hire you? or why a client will come and work with you, it's on their, you know, whatever it is, it's fine. You know, you always say, you know, give the client what they want and and gain that trust, and then you can give them what they actually need. Nobody's ever hired for what they need. Oh. You know, I, I mean, my clients, the same. I want more, I want more clients. I want to grow my business. I want to work less. I want systems. I want to attract with my message. Do they want to do the work? Like, it's like, you know, I've done, how many fitness programs have I done? I want to lose weight. Uh, do I really want to eat lettuce? Do I really want to work out three times a day? Hell no. But at some point, when I'm really committed, it doesn't happen all the time. I sometimes, I've, I, I'm going to be honest, I've invest, invested in a lot of programs that I put the money, but not the heart. And so didn't, they didn't work. <laughs> right. Um, and so there is, so one of the things, and that is actually, that's a kind of a, a thing that we are taught in coaching is that we kind of have to be assertive as coaches from the moment we met the lead to the moment that person is working with us and beyond. And that means that we have to be okay with saying, unfortunately, I have no room for you in my roster, like in my calendar to take you on as a client right now, 
because before you work with me, I need you to complete this. And if they don't do that, think of it as an employee. If you are hiring an employee and you want to see, is this a right fit? You can say, okay, I'm going to give you a little challenge. Um, Go do this, bring it to me in 32 hours. If they meet the deadline and they do it the best they can, they would, they, they have a chance, right? I do the same with my clients. I mean, my clients need to answer some questions and do some stuff before we commit to working together. And if they fail to do that, then they're not ready for me because you cannot make an impact in someone that is not ready to make an impact, hmm. to have an impact. And so it's really, you know, them giving you um, their money is not enough. They have to really be committed to it. And at some point, you know, at the beginning, as a coach, you could take anybody or, or pretty much help anybody. But when you really start focusing and you committing on the impact you want to have, then it's actually important for you to turn away those that you feel that are not ready, whether it's a feeling or a knowing or a combination, and you actually communicate that with them because I guarantee that person is going to go back He's going to hate you for a year and they're going to come back to you and say, I'm ready. Oh, interesting. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. In the world of successful partnerships, names like Procter & Gamble, Ben & Jerry, and supply and demand echo through business history. But when it comes to growing your business, who are the perfect partners? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. We're talking from launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we hit a million dollar order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or promoting productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Picture this, a time when my business was facing a tough hurdle and I wasn't sure how to break through, but then came the breakthrough moment, a game changer that took my business to the next level. You know, what I absolutely adore about Shopify is its unparalleled ability to adapt and grow with your ambitions. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 75 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Darius, all lowercase. That's D-A-R-I-U-S. Go to shopify.com slash Darius now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Darius. Shout out to Clarity for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. Hey there, friends. It's Darius from Shazda here, and I have a little confession to make. You see, I've been battling allergies for years now, and let me tell you, They've been a real ordeal in my life. Allergies have been my constant companion. They stop me from fully enjoying the little things in life. Canceling plans with friends because of sudden allergy attack to missing out on an outdoor activity because of sneezing fits. Allergies have been a real nuisance. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing and a runny nose itchy, watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I've been a Claritin D user 
for many, many years now. And let me tell you, it's made a world of difference. Since I started using Claritin-D, my symptoms have improved dramatically. Now I can breathe easier, enjoy outdoor activities without worrying about sneezing fits, and truly live my life without being held back by allergies. Ready to live as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin-D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin-D at your local pharmacy counter now. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear, uses directed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So, or they may never be ready and then that's okay because you wouldn't have succeeded anyway. You might have gotten a little bit more money, but at some point it's not about the money. Yeah. I, I agree with that because I, I mean, I've, I, I'm new to co- this coaching world. I was um, always just the CEO of my, of my businesses and then I stumbled into coaching and now I have 12 clients, which is, which is a lot. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's a full, it's, it's not a full-time job, but, but, it, you know, I, I coach like about 20 hours a week, it's a lot, but, yeah. I know, but I have no, which is, which, which is funny. I didn't realize like 20 hours of running a business is different than 20 hours of coaching. Right. Yes. Because it's intense. And it, and especially yes. if, you, at least for me, I'm tired of when I'm done coaching. You know, I enjoy it while I'm doing it. And I'm, and I, I get energy while I'm doing it. But after I'm done, I'm like, you know, if, sometimes I'll do like in, in a day, I'll do seven or eight hours of coaching in a day. That's, and that yeah. blows and me it's out. Exhausting. It's exhausting. And there's, there's strategies to protect your energy. Um, because what happens, and, and, you know, what happens with coaching, Darius, and it's important, is that you want to be that that um, lifeguard that throws the the life vest but doesn't get in the water with the client. The right. moment you get in the water with a client, you, dr- you both drown. Right. And so it's just you have to be very careful to to have the 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 tools you as a coach to hold the space for the client and really watch them and see them a mirror for them. And, and, you know, I'm sure you're doing some kind of various strategies, not just coaching per se, you're doing, you're giving knowledge and strategy, you're advising. It's a, it's a combination probably. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a dance. It's, it's probably more management consulting than there's, there's yeah, no yeah. Coaching, but I, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm patient enough for just like holding space for them. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. And that's why, and, and actually that's why I switched. So I switched from being a hundred percent coach to being a strategist, I don't even call myself a coach anymore. But what my clients say, and I know is my magic sauce, is that I am a coach, even though I never say that. Some people don't even know. But what happens is that, and you know this because, you know, it's reflected in your book and it is your journey. The process of being that person that leads that bigger company, whether it's a million or 10 million or whatever, you know, when you were reaching that 10 million mark and everything was working for you and that that team member said it's not my job you hit a wall because you ha- you were growing a company that had outgrown your personal development yeah and when you went and did the personal the inner work you know it took some time to be reflected back but there's a I always say who do we need to be 
to lead the company that we want to lead. And there is a card before the horse. You can grow faster than you. <laughs> and your company can grow faster than your capacity to lead that company. Yeah. And so, and so when I'm helping my clients grow their company, I'm also playing coach, not 100% of the time, maybe 10% or 20%. But every time they come in to a call with me or a meeting with me with fear or stuck, it's not about hitting in their head, hitting them in the head with a strategy. It's about, okay, don't do it. What happens if you don't do it? What will we sacrifice? What, what, is, what is the advantage of not doing it? Well, okay, then let's look at, so if, if, if not doing it is not an option, then let's find the way to do it that meets the client where they are right now. Right. And so it's, it's, it's the coaching becomes a secret weapon to help develop the person as they develop the business. Does that make, does that make sense? Yeah, it, to it totally makes sense. Are you guys enjoying the show so far? Darius here, and by now you might know that I'm passionate about a few things. Pizza, pink unicorns, core values, and down dirty, interesting conversation with some amazing people. However, the biggest one that I've spent most of my career on is entrepreneurship and scale. You see, look, my first few years in business, I spent like probably a good five years of my life getting my freaking teeth kicked. I mean, really getting crushed. And I learned a lot during that time period. So I spent the greater part of the last couple of years helping entrepreneurs scale their businesses in a meaningful way without going through the same growing pains that I did. And what I realized is that CEOs and business leaders don't know if they can scale and thus they do the right thing at the wrong times. This causes them to lose clarity, lose momentum, alignment, and the bottom line is you lose money. And look, you don't have to do that. It's why I created what I call the scalability assessment. And you can access it 100% for free. That's right, guys. There are perks to listening to The Greatness Machine. All you have to do is go to DariusScale.com. That's D-A-R-I-U-S scale, S-C-A-L-E.com. And there, you can check to see if your business is set up to scale properly. It's going to give you a scalability score at the end, and it's also going to give you some clarity on what you can do next. Once again, guys, that's www.itsdariusscale.com. Once again, guys, it's dariusscale.com. And now back to the show. I think I intuitively understood that I was not prepared to manage that size of an organization. And then it got taken away from me, so it didn't really matter because the business imploded. <laughs> but... But what was funny was the next time I got, I had developed so much because with my, but that business shrunk to 10 people. And then, and then I, and that was 2007. And then the next time I got to play bigger was 2012. I developed for five years. I, I mean, I went and did a lot of work for five years. And at, the, at that point, you know, I was, you know, I think I, at that point, I felt like almost like invincible. I'm like, I could grow. I mean, my, the, the last business that I just left, I grew to about a thousand employees and i felt you like had the leadership capacity yeah yeah i felt very comfortable like i, I mean and and the, sometimes the company will grow faster than you have the actual physical infrastructure to handle and that's, that too and, and and that and that's not i don't view that as a leadership issue because that's just that sometimes that's just a resources issue or a speed of growth issue and and as long as you can catch up to it if you have the developmental capacity you'll catch up to it quite quickly but i i love that idea that that you know your company grows faster than you do and and you know how do you overcome that to your point you know what's the saying in conscious leadership with the with the leadership goes the organization right 
So it's, yeah. it's, and I'm, and I was, you know, a lot of the stuff that I'm doing with, with people, with my clients is around leveling up the leader. And, and I said, look, like we, we sit here and you're telling me all your business problems. Those are symptoms of your leadership. So of, exactly like, 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 like that, that's the problem is not that the problem is you like you like <laughs> sorry i hate i don't know i don't know another way of saying it but like you're the ceo you own it you know so I, i'm yeah, I, I, i'm blunt <laughs> well and and you know you have to be you have to be once they commit to doing the work they do the investment and they show up to the call because i've had clients who made the investment never showed up for the call <laughs> like yeah. it's like you know but if they made the investment they showed up for the call then they're ready you, they you're not their friend. Um, they're specifically hiring you because they trust that you will be there for them. Meaning they're gonna you're gonna celebrate them, but you're also going to see them. And in the seeing, you're gonna see everything, and you're gonna reflect back and say, you know, here's where you want to go. This is what I'm seeing. There's a disconnect. What right. I see right now. Is is like you want to hike the you know the 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 Mount Everest, uh, the shoes you're wearing, not gonna take you there. So right. we gotta upgrade the shoes. So 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 for you so so you've been doing the strategist work for how long now? Um, so I switched to to the Masters in Clarity brand and more business model in 2016 or 17, and so it's been a, a few years, three four years in under this brand, and. Uh, and I and I, honestly, I don't work a day in my life. I like I just love it. Like I can't help myself. My sister called me the other day for something, and I like went full on stretch. She's like, "Oh, hold on, I'm not that ready." But I just I can you know I can see when I when you tell me what you're doing. Like already, I'm look I'm looking at you. It's like, oh, twelve clients. You should be like I, I I've already have your your strategy for what you are doing. I just can't help it because I see it. And I see the model that you need to follow and how you can scale and have a, a bigger impact. I believe that when you have an idea that can have a positive impact in the world, I just want to help you scale. How, how, well, so let, let me ask you a question. So are you, you're working with, 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 with company. Like, like I understand how to scale a business. This is more of a, you just said something that kind of like raised a question mark for me. My biggest issue with building a a I don't know. I don't know what to call consulting. it. I call it coaching, consulting practice. Yeah. Is not that scalable because because they're paying for me, right? So the like like and it, like I've always been, and I actually got into this with somebody the other day where I said, I said, look, he's like, well, I've come to the realization that you don't you don't want to actually do the work. You want to build the business and have other people do the work. I go, yeah, that's what I've always done. It wasn't about the coaching. It was about something else I was doing, but it was a product that we're, I'm rolling out. And, um, and so my, my, the biggest complaint I have around doing advisory work or, you know, this type of one-on-one work is I'm like, I can't scale it past me because they're paying for my brain. Like, how do you, how do you, what do you think about that? Yes. And I'm going to challenge that <laughs> uh, yeah. because that was my belief as well. And then I started digging in. And first of all, and you've already done this work, so it's easy for you, is that yes, your brain, but also your methodology. You have a framework and you work within that framework. So so you have already extracted from your head a core framework that I, I may never be able to afford you, but I can have a taste of it with this. So that's step number one. 
And then the step number two, and, and I'm saying this because I've done it, and it's just personal story. My husband lost his job in 2016. I have four kids. And we were not, and it was a very good job. And it, we, and it's complicated because there was an uncompete and whatever. So it wasn't a matter of, okay, he'll get another job. And so I needed to scale really fast in 2017 or else, else meaning different lifestyle, whatever. And so I, just like you, it's like, well, I, I told my husband, I, I can't, I can't double like this. I'm paying for my time. And there's only, yeah, I could charge more, but there's also a max I can charge. And there's only eight, 10 hours a day I could work, like literally. And then I started challenging and I, I started asking myself, okay, of all the things I help my clients with, where am I truly adding value? What is my unique brilliance? Where I make the difference when the client goes, oh, now I get it. And where am I doing things that I call it there in my, there's a brilliant space and then there's an excellence space. Meaning I'm really good at it. People would pay me a lot of money for, but it's not my brilliance. There are other people that could do it too. And then I have two other quadrants in that self-reflection of what am I good at that I get bored and I don't like doing it? And what am I actually doing that I'm hurting my business? And trust me, you will find, if you look at your to-dos day to day, you're going to find things to put in each one of those buckets. When you do that, then you start saying, okay, how can I spend 80% of my time doing my brilliant work? And then complement, bring on team members. And you've done this because you've done this in your businesses. Sure. Bring people whose brilliance is my incompetence or whose brilliance is my even excellence. But I want everybody in my team to be 80% of their time working for my company in their zone of brilliance. Mm -hmm. And so what I've done is I've understood that each one of my clients doesn't need me. Well, each one of my clients needs a team with a clear framework. And each team member that touches my client is contributing other unique brilliance. I had the help of a client who said to me once, um, she's a small business, and she said, Dolores, I love you. Like every time I talk to you, I can see the possibilities. I, I see how to go about things. I get new ideas. But I need to implement. I need to actually take action. I need to. And someone in your team is brilliant at that. Can I switch and not meet with you for a few months and meet more time with her? And that's when I really I had already started it, but I was like, eh, maybe it's not going to work. That's when I realized I'm on the right track because my my clients don't need me all the time. They need my framework 100% of the time and they need help implementing that framework, but that doesn't have to be on me all the time because actually sometimes I'm I'm not helping. I'm not helpful. More of the uh, Lord is not always more. <laughs> how yeah, I I know the feeling. Not not of you for myself. How how yeah. um, how big is your we, team now? Um so I'm running two companies that's another story, but my company and Masters in Clary, we are about 10. Uh, okay, and 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 how many? So, how's that business set up? It, it, obviously, you're the owner and CEO. Are are you like the? Is it like obviously it's a strategy business? You're doing strategy work and consulting co slash coaching. How many uh, people are are out like promoting your framework? Like 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 as you would as you were originally. Yeah. So I'm so I'm I'm very small still. So I am the main spokesperson for the company right now. Okay. And to be honest, I spend 80% of my time doing that. 
you know, I spend 80% of my zone of brilliance is speaking and the, the strategy in the entry level, when my clients come in, okay. that's where I, I add the most value. Once they have a plan, more ideas is not better if you haven't implemented the first round of ideas. And so let me give you an example. So I have, a, I mean, again, my business is serving very small companies and they're all service business owners. They mm-hmm. are coaches and consultants and health trainers and lawyers and, and that kind of stuff. And so they come in, they get the strategy. I have a methodology and a framework that's delivered digitally on a kind of online course um, with a lot of hands-on scripts and templates that they can implement. And then once they meet with me and one of my coaching programs, I'll talk about one, they meet with me four times a year privately, four hours a year. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they meet with my team two hours every single month privately. And then the rest of the time they meet with me as a group twice a month. And there's other elements. And so they have me in group settings across a year, but they only have me privately for four times a year. It's ideal for a certain size of business. This is ideal for a micro business under $100,000 of revenue a year. Right. If you're bigger, you'll need a little bit more of me. And then, you know, there's more. And then I have one for that, is, that I'm more of an advisor, which is more what you do. So I have one of my programs is for that million plus consultant. And that is more of a clarity advisor. And they, ha- they have a little bit more access to me because they don't need the other stuff. So there's, there's different ways to do it depending on the needs of the client. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so that's, and, and that, I think that's like, um, it's, it's interesting to hear the perspective because I, I'm, I'm, I just started doing this in October. I literally had like zero clients and then, <laughs> and then people found out I was doing it and they started asking me about but my, my, my average clients, like 70 million in revenue. Yeah. So it's an interesting level because there's the person that runs that size company it sounds like a lot, but a lot of them were running, you know, million dollar company 10 years ago. Right. And, and, and they're, and you know, they hit. So when you're dealing with that, the, the, there's a lot of bad habits stuck in there. That, the, the, there's that, a lot the, of bad habits. Um, but the best, you know, if I were to look at your model, I would say the best thing for you to do is to lead with your framework and put yourself around, surround yourself by very good leadership coaches, uh, trained leadership coaches that do the actual coaching one-on-one on an ongoing basis within the framework that you've developed, but you set the pace and then the, the, the actual, it's hours on coaching. Like the, the, those behaviors will change. It's, it's a transformation process and a transformation process for a human takes time. It's not about you tell them this is what you have to do because you are doing it and you're saying, I'm doing it. But then they put what you say words on the wall. Like it's not sticking. It's not incorporating mm-hmm. because they don't have the capacity to digest and incorporate in their own daily lives. Right. And yeah. that, is a, that, that is a coaching process. Yeah, it's, it's a, yeah I, I like the way you're thinking about it because also at that, at that size, it's 
I think for me, it's also that I the frame that like part of the framework is around value, use, operationalizing values, right? For me, I know we're talking, we're all talking all about me right now. You're strategizing for me. I appreciate that's that. okay. I'm, you see, I can't help it because I, this is what I love to do. I can't help it. I, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I was like telling somebody, I said, oh my my show's my favorite time because I get to hang out with smart people and they get to teach me stuff. Um, so I'm like, this is I don't care about the audience. I care about myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like screw you audience you guys get what you get out of it i, I was all about me <laughs> um, that's good so what, one of the things that i've i realized that that is one part of the framework right but like like most people don't hire me to coach them to build their values that's one piece of what we do but mm-hmm. the 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 one-on-one ceo coaching at that level is really around implementing to your point i'm implementing actually other people's frameworks i don't know if you if that's co- common in coaching because but I, there's other. I kind of take all the best practice frameworks and then and then incorporate my stuff around it. And then mm-hmm. I say, well, hey, you should be doing this framework, this framework, this framework, this framework. Let's pick the order, and we'll get to work. And I'll make sure you're doing it right because a lot of times the framework is as good as the paper it's written on because the implementation is where people screw it up. You know, <laughs> they don't know how to roll it out. You know, or and a lot of the times also they'll try to roll out too much at once and then they get frustrated and then they just quit altogether. And, and I'm like, look, like do one, like you don't need to go run a marathon the first day you work out, go walk 10 minutes around your block. You know, like you haven't even, you've been sitting on your ass watching movies for the last 20 years. Like let's, let's just go for a, let's go for a walk. How about that? We can talk about going for a jog in like a week. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And that, yeah. And that there's a lot of, that patience. So you're changing a behavior. No, the truth is any transformation requires that we consciously and that consciously say what has been working to date will no longer serve me. Knowing it and doing it are two different things. And the doing requires commitment and requires the management of the personal frustration. Right. Because, because it's not overnight. And if it's right. not overnight, then oh, Darius, you, you thought you told me this was gonna work. It didn't work. It's been a week. It's like okay, now well, we don't lose fifty pounds in a week. We just don't. Yeah, totally. So with with your business, what's the what is the? It sounds like you've built built an, a, a nice system, and you and you're you know you're serving these you know you're serving the the small SMBs and then some other larger businesses too, but. What what is your goal with the business? What are you trying to? What's your like? If you would give me your BHAG, your you know your big hairy audacious goal. Yeah, audacious. What, yeah. What's your BHAG? Yeah. So, so there's a couple of things here, and it is still in progress. I sold one part of my business two years ago, which for me was like, huh? Can you sell a service business that it's all about my ideas? I guess you can, because I'm now running, uh, I'm in a two-year contract um, as I transition that part of the business. We built kind of like an agency side because I found that everybody gives advice, but nobody helps people take action. So that's a lot of the implementation side. So my honest answer here, Darius, I am from Argentina. And if you're following the news, um, Latin America is being consumed by a cloud of bad governments. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's being consumed by economies that are collapsing and people that are being disempowered. Um, I truly believe that entrepreneurship is a path for freedom, you know, 
is a path for self-actualization, is a path for impact, and is a path for designing the life you want. And I'm not talking billionaire. I'm talking six figures will give you freedom or, or five figures may give a lot of people freedom. And so I want to commit. And again, you know, uh, luckily my business has done great and my family thriving, but that was my priority first. But now that that is stable and I've been able to, to leverage myself, like I want to get to Latin America, but not just start in Latin America. I, when I go, I go fast. Um, and I, I'm, I'm working on some partnerships and some projects of really building a presence in Latin America that will help people monetize their brilliance, which is really what I do is find what you're really good at, find a way to get people to pay you for that and create that economic freedom that most of the first world country has. That's so my it, big, like, like get, create a, a million entrepreneurs in Latin America wow. by 2035. Is, so are you thinking about doing that through like a, like a, almost like a incubation incubator type of business incubation program? Like what's the, how do you want to do that? Mostly, mostly through education and community building, um, through education of how to start a business and grow it and building a community around it to support people. So creating accessible, financially accessible programs that they can invest in um, and hold their journey of going from zero to whatever growth they can realize. That's so cool. So what what what's like the next step to make that a reality? What are you doing? Well, yeah, so I have been connecting. I have actually just connected with, I mean, so I'm, I'm in the next month or so, I'm doing some um, programs with a, with a big influencer in that space in Latin America. And we have decided to create, and, and there's a lot of giving. We have committed to bringing some funding to an orphanage in um, uh, Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. And so to do that, we are going to create some programs that 100% of the of the of the revenue generated, not even profit, just 100% of the gross revenue gross revenue generated from those actions will go to this orphanage, and that's a way for me to start positioning myself in that space. But I'm I have about two years until I go big on that. And so, are you planning on uh, like keeping the agency side going while you do that? Like, do both, or what's what's your thought? Yeah, no. So, Masters in Clarity actually. So, I'm running these two companies, and I, like right now, the last couple of months, this company has required that the the my partner has required a lot of my time, and so Masters in Clarity actually every day requires less of my time other than my high level clients because my team is doing amazing work, and I also have an internal goal inside of Masters in Clarity. I, all of my team members are moms with children at home. Many of them are single moms or divorced moms or have had situations that were challenging. And so I was always a working mom because I'm creative. And I, 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 I tell my husband, I was 100% working and 100% mom when the kids were little. My youngest is 15 now. And he says, that math, he's a mathematician, that math doesn't add up. I said, no, 100% of how much mom I wanted to be and 100% of how much yeah, money I wanted yeah, to be. Yeah, you didn't ask me the size of the math. denominator. <laughs> the denominator was not what you thought it was, sir. <laughs> exactly. It's my math, right? But I believe that you can be a great mom while developing your career. And so I have an internal goal and we support, we actually invest in their education 
and support them as team members. So, so I have, I mean, I have a family master's in Clarem and I might call you when I get to a thousand employees and you can coach me, but, but we have a family and we have very clear values and we are there for each other. We, nice. we build a community of support. Even when some of my team members had babies as a single mother, that's a whole other conversation. And so I, I, that's not going anywhere because I want to build that as a, as a resource for women to be employed. Um, and my team is on, on, awesome at it. That's so cool. So uh, we're just rounding the end of the show here. Where can people find you? I know that you're, you're doing some amazing things. Where can the audience find you? What, where, what's a good, good spot to get in contact with you? Sure. Mastersinclarity.com. Just start there. Great. Well, yeah, we'll make sure that we'll put that in the show notes, mastersandclarity.com. So, uh, my gosh, so much fun reconnecting with you. I, we, I definitely love the fact that we were able to connect, and uh, I think we need to go out for lunch, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be, I'll be in uh, Massachusetts for sure in April of 2022. <laughs> No, so maybe what, sooner. It, I'm probably going to be in San Francisco sooner. <laughs> no, you know, I, I relocated. I'm in Austin now. Okay. Then that's even I'm, closer. I moved to Austin, Texas. So if I if you're in Austin or I'm in Boston, we need to we need to make it happen. I want to reconnect with Absolutely. you and, and and learn more. So much fun, Dolores. I'm so gra- grateful to have you on the show. And thank you so much for all your support of my book with you wearing my bandana. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, guys, you heard it here first. Um, check out Dolores uh, Hirschman at mastersandclarity.com. You guys can connect with her and your team. If you guys are a small business owner or if you're doing any work in Latin America, I know a lot. some of our listeners are doing some cool stuff there. I actually have a, a connection for you that I'll make offline for a friend of mine that's in the United Nations that, that he's uh, doing stuff in Latin America. So um, with that said, um, stay on, stay online. We're going to get off here in a second. So if you don't mind, stay on when we get off the air, but guys, thank you so much. Um, we have another show, I think on Friday, a uh, really interesting show. Looking forward to uh, you guys seeing you guys then. And with that said, we'll give you guys big hug, big kisses. Peace. We're out of here. <laughs> you are listening to the greatness machine. And that's a wrap for today. Guys, the greatness machine is all about two things. People who are living their passions and those who are creating greatness in the world. And we feature these messages and speakers so it can help you step into your greatness within your own life and your own business. If you love what you heard, subscribe to the show on whatever podcast platform you're tuning in from and leave us a review. We love getting reviews for the show. If the episode made you think of someone who is leveling up in their business and life, print screen it, share it with them. Leaders are the best givers. And after all, we're all here to learn from one another. You can also go to our website, www.thegreatnessmachine.com. That's www.thegreatnessmachine.com. And on there, you'll see special tools to help you scale your business faster, show notes for the episode to help you integrate the lessons, and you will also get links that came out during the show. So on there, look, you can also grab a copy of my book, The Core Value Equation, which is a resource for helping CEOs and business leaders establish core values from their teams that don't suck. And mind you, a lot of them suck. Get access to this and more at www.thegreatnessmachine.com. With that said, you guys, look, thank you so much. I appreciate you. I love you. Peace. We out of here. See you guys next time. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, 
and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.